Hello there, Brown Panda Podcast listener. I am back. Um, I've been avoiding doing an episode because, um, <laughs> well, okay, let me get into it. So, uh, number one, I apologize. I'm not on my weekly shit like I said I was going to be. But I think, um, well, I feel like I don't want to sound like I'm repeating myself or anything, you know, because of the whole moving back to Austin thing. I'm moving uh, next week now. Everything is is in place. Everything's going good. Everything's ready, and I'm ready. Um, it's just I don't want to sound like a broken record, and, you know, I, I'm sure you don't really give a shit about where I am. <laughs> shit, I don't even know if you give a shit about listening. All I know is this podcast is about the human experience. That's what it is, and it's... Um, it didn't used to be that, but now it's just about a man and and what he goes through and what he does and how he thinks and with every different trial in life, how he, you know, not saying that I'm like most men, but, you know, uh, there's a lot of people that, out there that are like me and kind of think in the same vein. And, and um, my hope is that you know, somebody listens and they're like, Jesus Christ, so I'm not alone. I'm not the only crazy motherfucker here. Um, Not to say that I'm crazy. It's just, you know, I, 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 I didn't want to do an episode until I got to Austin um, by myself because, well, it's kind of hard to explain. Like, it is the broken record thing, one. And it's also... Uh, Sometimes, okay, let me put it like this. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry about the pauses and the thinking and all that. Um, I, this time, me moving back, um, for the first time, I'm not doing it abruptly. I'm not going back with uh, a careless thought. Um, I'm like... Uh, the last time I went, or any time I've left, I've I've been just kind of doing it to do it. Um, but this time, <clears throat> I am going with an effective plan. Everything's planned out. Um, I've methodically thought of everything and what I need to do and who I want to be and how I want to do it. Uh and, you know, I've been sober now for almost two years, and I, me coming back, I see limitations, right? Like, I'm, I'm limited here, and for once, I'm like, holy shit, I can't live with limitations. I, there's no line in life that I can't cross. I want to cross it, and it almost feels like I immediately... Once that thought came into my mind, I immediately wanted to disobey and be like, no, I I make the line, right? I provide the limitations. 
for myself. And, you know, I, uh, I just, uh, that's, that's something I can't live with. I can't, um, be limited to only being able to drink because that's what most people do here. I can't be limited to working, um, a job that goes nowhere. Uh, I'm a hungry, hungry wolf and I just, I want to eat and I want more. And I can't, you see, I'm talking about it again. This is what I was trying to avoid. I don't want to sound like that. I don't want to sound like, cause I know what it sounds like when somebody talks like this, you're just like Jesus Christ, whatever, who gives a shit. All I'm saying is whatever this safety I have here in this city, it's gone. Uh, It's not gone, but I mean, in my mind, it's gone now. And I am safe here. This will always be home, but things are changing. And I feel grief and I feel sad uh, because I'm taking my time. You know, like I said earlier, I'm not jumping the gun. I'm not just going. I'm taking my time. I'm talking to the people I love. I'm giving closure and getting closure. But that's because this time it really feels um, like goodbye. And it's upsetting and it's sad because I know now, right, after being back for um, 11 months, I know now that I don't belong here. And I mean, I don't belong anywhere, really. I belong wherever I land and wherever I am. It it doesn't really matter where I am. Uh, But it's just sad because I feel it now. And that's why I always do it quick. It's because I don't have to feel the hurt and the pain of saying goodbye. And had... Had I stayed in Austin just another two weeks, I probably would have thought things more clearly. So that's why I gave myself a little bit of time to think clearly, calculate, and really allow myself to decide if it's what I want to do moving back to Austin, right? And yes, that's that's the, the consensus is that's what I'm going to do. I have to go back. And it's not for anyone but myself. Um, it's not for anything, but what I see in front of me and I want to do, and that's, that's just what's, what it is, you know, and how it is. And you either, you either go when your feet tell you to run or, or you sit there and you're comfortable and years pass you by and you say, what happened? So, you know, there's a lot of change happening. My sister's having a baby. It's going to be the first baby out of all three of us. And, you know, my mom and my sis- my other sister that live in El Paso, they're talking about leaving. So one of the biggest sadnesses is that when I go, um, at one point there will no longer be that family here in El Paso. It's going to disperse. And although I do have family here, my friends, you know, Will, Chris, Sean, 
and and all you guys out there that listen, because I know a lot of you El Paso people listen, and a lot of you have partied with me, and we've had deep talks, and we've been great friends, but like, it it'll always be home, but that family and and that thing is changing and it's going. So I know that you know it's honestly these last two, fuck. When did I make the decision? Like two months ago, I think. Maybe a month ago. I don't know. Time works strange here. But when I made that decision, you know, since I made that decision, I've been sitting here thinking this whole time. One of the biggest things I've been telling myself is the thing that I need to let go of this city is my my grandmother's. You know, I loved my grandmother so much. They raised me. Um, and I watched the both of them die. And this city is them to me. Or it was. Um, and that's why I always keep coming back or kept coming back is because it's that safety, but they're not here anymore. You know, they're not physically here. And these... In this time, what I've been doing is letting go. I've been letting go of that um, attachment to the city and and attaching it to their memory. I miss them and I love them more than anything. And life never felt more comfortable and at peace. And I never felt more determined to become something. Um, even though I never have and still don't know what it is. Um, nothing ever felt that fine when you know um since they died i guess sorry but i just miss them so much and every time i think of this city this is where i go you know this is where i go is safety but they're gone it's me letting go it's me letting go of what what this place was to me it's me letting go of some people right and the, and those memories and and not giving them so much merit but um seeing the memories and enjoying them but not giving it more than it is because we were different um we're not the same as we were you know it's it's a sadness you know and i think that's another reason i didn't want to talk about you know, do an episode is because I do feel an immense amount of grief right now. And I'm here, I'm in between two places. I'm in between Austin and I'm in between El Paso. All my shit's packed. I already have boxes over there that I sent with Sammy and Steven. And, you know, it's happening. It's happening. But I'm not doing anything, you know, I'm not working right now. And, you know, maybe that's a factor in me losing my fucking mind, but, or feeling this way. But, I'm in between these two places. I'm saying goodbye and at the same time I'm I'm preparing myself for the Austin that that I should have embraced. And you know like there's there's something that I've been thinking about lately and you know control was something I thought I had over everything. And I mean, as far as I go, you know, 
And it was foolish. It was foolish to think I had control. I thought I had control because I was sober for once. And then when you're sober, you, you're under the illusion that you have control and power over the things that happen in your life. And you become blindsided because you even think you have power over the people in your life. And that's gross. And I see that that's a lot of the things I was doing. I'm going to tell you now. The reason Sammy isn't on the podcast anymore, I'm not going to get into detail, it's because I over-exaggerated something because I felt the control wasn't there for me. And I, it's sad. And I need to make amends to Sammy. Me and Sammy are cool now. But my plan is when I get there, I want to take him out to dinner and get into depth of my apology and, you know, tell him where I was, I started to lose myself in the concept of control, the illusion, right? It's very strange because I never, ever in my life believed in it. I never thought I had it and I never, you know, it just wasn't a thing that existed. And then all of a sudden I stopped drinking and I think I have control and it's gross. You know, when I look at the things I did in the in the the time that I quit until when I even midway through living here, it's there was a point where I figured it out. And I saw those things in myself that I didn't like. And there was things in the alcohol that I left behind that I should have kept, like the loss of control. I am in control of nothing. The universe is in control. Um, I have no power over anybody. I don't even fucking have power over myself, man. The only thing I can do is let the chips fall where they are and decide what to do from there. I either take the opportunity or I leave it on the table. That's it. That's it. I have no control over anything. And it's that illusion of control that broke me. It um, destroyed relationships. It destroyed friendships. And it even here, it destroyed my thought process on people. It destroyed how I see people and how I love people. I've always been this type of person that blindly loved people, right? And I didn't give a fuck if they were a good person or a bad person. I just wanted to know their story. And I lost that. I lost that. Because I thought I had control over who was in my life and blah, blah, blah. No. Um, I'm seeing those things, you know, those bad things. You know, it was all frustration. It was all frustration. You know, frustrated because I had this monster on my back called alcohol. Uh, frustrated because um, I wanted my best friend to do what I told him to do uh, frustrated because because I was acting very strange in a relationship I was I was acting different and weird like when I look back on it I was acting really weird and out of character and a lot you know all these things is because I quit drinking but like I'm not saying quitting drinking is bad what I'm saying is Especially when you get sober, you have to see those things. You have to try to f catch them. You have to step back and be like, whoa, whoa, 
What's this? What's this? You know? Well, that's why I came back. Like I've said many times, I didn't have the tools to deal with anything when I was there a year ago. Now I do. Now I have strength. Now I have patience. And now I have this hunger and desire to do something. I don't know what it is, but I got to fucking do it. You know? And I will be honest with you for a moment there. Uh, within the past two weeks, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm just going to sell all my podcast stuff and just quit. I'm going to stop. Because I got tired of... I got tired of talking about myself and it's really hard to get on here and talk about these things. You know, it's hard to open up and be vulnerable. But something I've learned, just because something's hard doesn't mean it's it's not worth doing. It is hard. But that's exactly why I got to keep doing it. I can't run away. I started this thing, and I have to continue it. This is a project. This is... This podcast started when I was 28. And I want it to go on until I'm 45. <laughs> and I want to see how I change, and I want people to see how I change, because I don't know what I was meant for in this world, but I do know that at least I can stand as a cautionary tale for anybody that feels a kindred spirit in me, you know? And maybe <laughs> I don't regret anything I do. Uh, shit, even the way I acted, I don't regret coming back. I don't regret it. I, I think every step I've taken is the right step, honestly. And But I do see the flaws in those steps. And that's the goal is to see the flaws in your steps and to fix it. You know, look at yourself. Look in the mirror. You know, like that song by Michael Jackson, The Man in the Mirror. It's, it's, about, it's about becoming a better person for other people. That's what this, this whole thing's about. And I lost touch of that. I lost touch of how much I love people and how much I want to understand people and how much I care. There's there's a lot of people I owe an apology to. And I hope this acts as something like that. And if you feel I need to apologize to you, fucking reach out. Be like, hey, you owe me an apology because of this. I'll analyze it and I'll tell you, yes, I do. But at the same time, it's it's kind of finding that boundary of not hurting anybody but living your life and and doing what you want. It's so complicated, this whole thing. Shit. Even within these past two weeks, I thought to myself, I'm going to quit music. I'm going to quit playing. Today, I played Sean's guitar for like three hours straight. And not to... Not to kiss my own ass, but every goddamn every goddamn thing that came out of me was delicious and sexual and just just lovely. And I forget sometimes that I have this 
talent. And I forget sometimes that I know things and I know how to do things and I just don't do them, you know? Maybe it's me being lazy. Uh, but <laughs> one thing I know for sure is, you know, there's been these thoughts of me quitting all these things that I I love to do and I'm generally good at, but it's it's not about giving up. It's It's actually when... I think you're telling yourself, I don't want to do this anymore is probably when you should be doing it. Sometimes, you know, or sometimes you have a job that you just fucking hate and you're just like, fuck this. <laughs> but then there's those jobs where you're just right there on the cusp of almost, almost getting to the place you need to be. And sometimes you do have to stick it out and you should. It's a matter of reading everything the right way, but I don't read too well. You know, I don't read as often as I should. I've, I've, I don't know. I, maybe Austin isn't the place for me, but this isn't the place for me. That's for sure. I just know I have to go back and I have a lot of opportunities there and you forget um, how much of an impact on people you made until you're like, hey, well, I'm coming back. And everybody from the woodwork's like, what the fuck? Come back, bitch. And I'm like, yeah, I will. It's easier to be, this is going to sound really weird, but it's easier to be a new me out there. Because I was the new me out there. And not that anything has drastically changed. It's just I've changed inside. And... It's the ready. I'm just ready. I'm ready to get this life started. I've put this thing on the back burner for fucking 12 years, you know? I've, I've put it on hold, all of it. I thought really hard about who I want to be, you know? But I never asked myself how I want to be. And I think that is... The most important question is, how do you want to be? How do you want to be the people around you? How do you want to be in your career? How? You know? Do you want to fluently, you know, fluid, fluidly just go into things, fluidly help people? I guess that's the how, huh? I don't know. I... I don't know what I want to be. I don't know who I'm supposed to be. But one thing I do know is I want to look up one day and I want to be on a porch and I want to see a green green field in front of me and I want a guitar in my hands and a cup of coffee and maybe a cute little doggy. That's what. That's who I want. That's who I want to be. And I don't care if it's for one day or if it's for the rest of my life, I just want to feel that content once. That's who I want to be. I want to be content. And I feel that may, may not be it. It may not be it. But I just hope for that moment that I think I will feel true peace. That's who I want to be. 
even just a moment. Again, because <laughs> I've had those moments, little moments, little, little moments. My, uh, my last birthday, me, Chris, Will, Sean, and Pablo were all at Village Inn. And we're all eating food and joking and I was really quiet and I was just looking at my friends. We're all laughing, drinking coffee, eating food. And we're all happy. And I was at peace. I think that's kind of where it began. Is this idea of coming back to Austin. Because I've been thinking about this for a long time. A long time. I'd say easily three months within being back. I just was ashamed that I was reverting my decision, I guess. But I'm not ashamed anymore. But that I remember in that moment thinking to myself, well, looking at these great friends, these men that will forever be in my heart, brothers. I never had brothers. These guys are my brothers. I remember looking at them all and feeling at peace knowing they're all going to be okay. No matter what. They're all going to be okay. And we all have each other. And that's all. That's all we really need. There's moments of peace like that. And I think. That was one of the small times that I caught it in myself. I was quiet. Just watching them. Even Sean. And Sean asked me later. He was like. I was wondering why you were so quiet. And I was like. Because I was enjoying you guys. It's not, I don't know how many chances we'll have to sit there and love each other, you know? But I'm going to enjoy every goddamn minute, that's for sure. I think that's what I want to take to Austin with me. For that last eight months, nine months in Austin, I, I didn't stop and look at those things. So much so, in fact, that I can't, I don't even know if they were there. And that's, that hurts. Because I know they were, I fucking know they were, but I didn't see them, you know? But that's what I want to take with me. There's my attention to it. My attention to those moments where I look at my friends and I feel the true love that's there. When I look at my family, even coworkers, I look at my coworkers and I think to myself, I'm at peace. They're at peace. They're happy. You know, my, I don't have a job here because they're happy. That's what I want to take with me. And that's something I found out. That's something I've learned. I think a lot about my dad. I talk to my dad every day now. You know, the goal is to go out there and go see him every other weekend because I need to. I need to fix that. I do. It's on him too, but I, I feel I need to fix that. Or at least I need to enjoy it. But I think that there's things with my father I need to stop and enjoy. But, you know, my dad... He never did that. I asked him. 
And the only thing he says is, I wish I saw it when it was there. You know? He says, I just wish I saw it when it was there. And I fully intend to see every moment. Every peaceful moment. Every every moment that makes my heart feels like it's <laughs> filled with blue butterflies. And I just hope I don't pass them, man. I hope I don't pass them. But I just know that they're there. And I'm going to see them. I'm going to try to see them every goddamn second. And I'm going to feel them and I'm going to carry them with me into the next life or into the afterlife. I'll tell you when those moments happen too. Every episode, I'll tell you every moment that made me happy. But... I'm going to go ahead and let you guys go. It was nice talking to you. I love you all. And I hope you dream of blue butterflies tonight. Goodbye.